Welcome to the Martin Bailey Photography Podcast. It's April 25, 2020, and this is episode 702. After another three weeks with my head stuck inside Apple's Xcode developing environment, and then another few more days struggling with a new e-commerce system that I'll talk about later, I decided to come up for air today and talk about my favourite image management and editing software Capture One Pro from Phase One. As a Capture One brand ambassador, a number of years ago I was asked for a few paragraphs about why I love this software, but after using it for four years now, and with no sign of jumping ship anywhere else, I decided it was time to put down my definitive list of reasons for still being head over heels in love with Capture One Pro. I also have an announcement about a great page that the Phase One team has put together and the chance for you to win a Capture One Pro license, so please stay tuned for that at the end of this episode. For now though, let's jump in and take a look at the 10 reasons that I love Capture One Pro. First and foremost is the outstanding image quality. When I first tested Capture One Pro back in 2016 to see if I was interested in using it, I imported around 50 images into a catalogue and processed them and was instantly amazed by the amount of detail that I saw in my images. The shot that really showed me what I'd been missing is the Japanese red crown crane portrait that I used on the cover of my Making the Print ebook. I had processed it high key in Lightroom originally, but I was simply not aware that there was that much detail in the feathers when I saw my original photo. In fact, these are the two photos that I used on the cover for the original release and for my 2018 release when Craft and Vision closed their doors, and I actually toned down the detail a little in the new version because I was so accustomed to the original version at this point. Still though, I'm sure you'll appreciate that the difference is significant. The moment I saw this, I realised that I had to spend more time looking into what Capture One Pro could do for my photography. The next reason is that I'm able to create quality black and white images without using a plugin or other software. I was never really happy with Lightroom's black and white capabilities and had been using Silver Effects Pro, which I really liked, but I didn't like having to save my images as TIFF or PSD files, which we'll also get to shortly. In Capture One Pro though, I'm able to convert to black and white with the control that I want and, in true form, the image quality that I have become accustomed to. The tonal range is excellent and, when necessary, I can easily create additional masks to modify things like the foreground rocks in this image with one mask and add a second mask to adjust the sky. Of course, generic adjustments to the entire image are still possible with the background layer. I'm going to put a video together soon showing more about this, but for now, if you're interested in seeing more about some of the masking and black and white conversion capabilities, 
check out the videos and other posts that I've already released in my Capture One Pro tutorials. There's a link on the blog, but you can get to it with the short link mbp.ac slash co tutorials. I am also a huge fan of the highly customizable interface in Capture One Pro. I don't know if this should be visible by default in the latest version because I generally continue to build on my originally saved workspace. But as you can see from this screenshot, you can add tool tabs from the predefined tabs or create your own custom tool tab. And that gives you things like the black and white tab that you can see in the previous screenshot, which I added and customized to my liking. For example, the black and white tool tab that comes with Capture One Pro contains the film grain tool for adding artistic grain to images. But because I never use that, I simply remove it from the tool tab. I do use layers a lot though, especially in my black and white photos. So I added that to the black and white tool tab, along with the high dynamic range sliders, which I also use a lot. The other thing that I love is that pretty much all of the edits you can make to an image can be applied to just specific layers, including masks as well as generically to the entire image. There are a few exceptions, such as the generic black and white sliders, because at this level, you're telling Capture One how to convert the entire image. Although there is very granular color editability that we'll look at shortly. The vignette tool also works on the entire image or the crop, depending on your selection. But as you can see from this screenshot, there is a paintbrush icon next to all of the other tool headers. This indicates that the adjustments that you make with that tool can be applied to layers. These icons become visible when you select a layer in the Layers tool. I also love to work in colour, and Capture One Pro gives me complete control over the colour in my images via such tools as the Advanced Color Editor. Here I took a screenshot of the same image showing the original RAW photo, but also showing the processed image with the mask that I created to enhance the blue in the ice, and the final processed image. On the website, you can move that vertical bar as well to check the difference between the two views. So on the left side, it's cycling through the three views. And on the right side, I have the final processed image. I created the mask by selecting the color range with the color picker from the advanced color editor. And then right click the ellipsis in the top right of the color editor. And then select create mask layer from selection. This is a great way to select specific colors for finely tuned adjustments. I'll also include in the blog a small gallery of the three images so that you can see them separately as well in the light box. In the previous major update, Capture One was given one of the most useful features that I can recall for a few years, and that is luminosity masks. 
This enables us to select specific areas of the image based on a very fine tunable luminosity range. I covered this in the video that I released as episode 658, which you can see at mbp.ac658. As I mentioned earlier, removing my dependence on third-party plugins and programs meant that the vast majority of my images, and I'm talking pretty much 100%, are kept in their original raw image format. I also find that the editing tools, including cloning and healing, are good enough that I can avoid jumping into Photoshop or Affinity Photo to make larger changes for the vast majority of my images. Seriously, I save maybe one or two files a year in a format other than the original raw file, and this is huge for me. I really dislike having to round trip to other software to work on my original image as keeping them in their original raw format gives us the ability to benefit from all future processing engine updates. Phase 1 isn't sitting on their thumbs. They release a major update to Capture One Pro pretty much every year and each time they upgrade there is a potential to see even better image quality in my photographs. If my images are stored as TIFF or PSD or any other third-party file format, I have to go back and redo any work that I did on my original because that was all baked into my copy. Because all of the changes that I make to my images are stored as instructions and mask files, etc., when I never leave Capture One Pro, Nothing has to be redone when the processing engine gets updated. I can usually simply press a button to update the image to the latest processing and I'm done. This also of course saves on disk space, as third-party file formats are generally much larger than the original RAW files unless you're saving as JPEGs, which should never be the case for the main archive version of your images anyway. Although I initially wasn't overly happy that I had to split my one huge Lightroom catalogue into multiple yearly catalogues when I jumped ship to Capture One Pro, I have become accustomed to my current workflow, and I feel comfortable to move between my yearly catalogues as well as accessing all of my final selects in a master catalogue, as I explained in the previous episode. When I need to find images, the Filters section provides pretty much everything I need to find specific images based on my star ratings, gear selection, or searching on the keywords that I add to my images as I archive them, or any EXIF data, including that which I added myself to scanned film photographs. Note that in this screenshot, I'm showing medium format film that I tagged with Phil Harvey's EXIF tool and my own custom script that I use for walking through a folder of images tagging each as I go. There is no way that I'm aware to enter data into the camera EXIF field with Capture One Pro alone, but it uses the data that you add like any other camera. It's also possible to customise the keyboard shortcuts for most of the commands in Capture One Pro. This helps us to tailor our workflow to our needs, 
and allows us to really streamline the workflow, which leads me to one of the largest benefits I've found after improved image quality. And that is the overall speed with which I'm now able to work through my images. In the past, I would leave my location workshops with at least a number of days of images unprocessed because I simply didn't have time to process and select my images each day. Now though, I leave every tour with every day except the last completely processed. I go through and make my tweaks to my selections before saving my final selects, but I'm generally caught up by the time the tour finishes. As an example, one of the biggest time savers for me has been the ability to create a shortcut that copies all of the changes I've made to an image to the clipboard, and then I can apply them to future images with a second shortcut. I use Shift plus Command plus the C key to copy my adjustments and Shift Command V to apply them to another image. As I go through similar images, this saves me heaps of time and as the image content changes requiring changes to my clipboard adjustments, I simply update and recopy the adjustments and continue pasting until it needs changing again. The last thing that I wanted to mention is the ability to shoot tethered. I left this until last because I don't do it often, but when I do, I really enjoy having the ability to do this right there in Capture One Pro. When you first connect a supported camera, you get one dialogue that asks if you'd like to register your camera with Capture One Pro, and literally, it's just one click and you get access to all of the controls that you see on the left side in the Capture Tools Live View window here. As you can see, you can control most of the aspects of the camera right from the Live View window, including even making very fine adjustments to the focus and, of course, releasing the shutter. So, if you do focus stacking, this is a great way to work. I've also found it very useful when doing portrait work, as being able to see the images on the computer as we shoot makes for a very dynamic shoot and once again really speeds up the workflow. Essentially, Capture One Pro is just that, a professional image editing package that provides the tools and image quality required to satisfy even the most discerning professional photographer. But these benefits are available for anyone that forks out for a license. And on that note, as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, I have a Capture One Pro license to give away and wanted to invite you to take a look at an amazing resource that the Capture One Pro creators have put together called the 30 Day Challenge. I'm not going to ask you to watch every video, but do take a look and watch the videos on areas that you're interested in. If you are new to Capture One Pro, this really is an invaluable resource. If this all whets your appetite enough to give Capture One Pro a try, please download the fully functional 30-day trial version with no credit card required and take it for a spin yourself. I had been meaning to try Capture One for years, 
and finally set an afternoon aside to do it in the summer of 2016. And from that first photo that we looked at earlier, I was hooked. My photography is simply better, and I enjoy my photography more now that I use Capture One Pro, and that is why I'm happy to recommend it to you. To enter for your chance to win the license that I have, I would like you to do two things, in addition to downloading the trial version, and that is to write at least one paragraph describing what you liked about Capture One Pro, and link to one photograph or blog post that you can share based on your experience. Please post these in the comments at mbp.ac slash 702 and make sure that you use a valid email address for your comment so that I can contact you if I select you as the winner. Your mail address will not be visible to anyone and I will not share the email address with anyone including the folks at Phase 1, the makers of Capture One Pro. We aren't harvesting addresses, we just want you to have fun and get the most out of your photography. The deadline for entries is May 25, 2020, and I'll announce the winner shortly after that. Also, please only enter if you do not already own a current license for Capture One Pro. Let's give people that haven't already got one a chance to win. One last thing that I'd like to share with you is that I've just created a new digital product store via FastSpring that enables me to offer downloadable products with a streamlined checkout process in a multitude of currencies while staying on top of the worldwide sales tax, which is becoming a full-time job in itself. At the moment, you can buy my ebooks and fine art border scripts, as well as my viewfinder mockup files, and a more streamlined monthly desktop wallpaper subscription with a 12 image starter pack. At the time of recording, I've had to use just basic links for the wallpaper subscription, but the actual checkout and delivery process is already much smoother. If you are finding yourself stuck indoors, self-isolating during these difficult times, hopefully my ebooks will help you to fill in some free time that you might have. So to celebrate opening the new digital product store, I'm offering a 30% discount off all of the currently available products. And that will run for just over a week from now and end on May 3rd, 2020. Just enter the code NEWSTORE30 when you check out to claim your 30% discount. And if you know me, you'll know that I don't do sales very often. So don't miss out on this chance if you have been thinking about picking up some of my digital products. Well, thanks very much for listening today. If you enjoy this podcast, please share a link with your friends. Subscribe in iTunes or your favorite podcast program to ensure an interrupted delivery. If you have a moment to rate the podcast or leave us a review in iTunes, that helps to keep us relevant in the huge number of podcasts out there now. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn and links to everything that I'm up to are at martinbaileyphotography.com so do drop by and take a look. I'll be back next week with another episode. In the meantime, you take care and have a great week whatever you're doing. Bye bye.